Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, I'm Sai and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. I am joined here for another exclusive MMA interview with Cage Warriors featherweight, Mr. Ben Ellis. Welcome, my friend. How are you? Yeah, very well. Thank you, mate. Thank you for having me on. No problem at all. I, um, before we get into, obviously, you've got a fight coming up on the Cage Warriors trilogy, trilogy event. But um, before we do, I've got to ask you about the the clip. It, it went went pretty viral of, uh, of you KOing someone from like half guard. We we had a look at it on um, one of the Danny Batten shows. I can't think who it was. It might be Mason. Um, yeah, Mason likes that one. We chucked it up on the screen, like, but that was brutal, mate. You don't see uh, you don't see many. KOs from that position. What was the reaction like afterwards? Yeah, no, thank you, mate. It, um, mate, to be honest, when it happened live, I honestly didn't think anything of it. Like, it's a position I generate a lot of power from anyway. Um, so when I did it, literally, it was water off a duck's back, just happy to get a win and a knockout. And then before I knew it, everyone was going nuts, sending me <laughs> messages asking how I did it. Um, so yeah, the, the genuine reaction was a surprise. But to yeah. be honest, I think if I get anybody in that position, I think I'm going to do the exact same thing. I can't imagine a body type, or unless they somehow clear the shoulder pressure, the mm. same thing's going to happen. Yeah, it's got to be cool though, like because like I've seen that clip everywhere now, like on some of the biggest MMA sites in the world on their social media and stuff. So that's got to be kind of cool to see that, especially coming in to this fight now on like it's the first cage warriors event in a feels like forever but obviously the last one was what when, when was it i can't even remember what month oh, March March, or something, yeah yeah because um when mason won the title so like are you all ready for that now what's that sorry the upcoming the next event one now yeah yeah to be honest i was i was booked in march um when when it all started and that got cancelled so i've literally been ready since march mm. um that got cancelled two weeks prior. I'd actually, I didn't have an opponent because my opponent pulled out. So they were trying to match me with whoever. And then yeah. the whole thing just sort of went, went to pot. So the event got cancelled. And then I just got in touch with my coaches being like, look, um, with the gyms closing and stuff, I can go about it two ways where I can just bum around and feel sorry for myself or really push on. So I went for, I went for that and pretty much where I was, I was training the whole time. Um, and then when this when we got made aware of this fight, 
I went into what you'd call a fight camp, but in reality, I was just doing the exact same stuff. So you're staying ready all through lockdown? Because I obviously, like I spoke to a few various different fighters of different backgrounds, different areas of the country, you know, different training regimes, coaches, etc. Um, you know, some are lucky enough they got a gym at home. Some are lucky enough that their parents may be part of their team, so they yeah. can do a lot of training if they, you know, from home and stuff. How did you find training during that lockdown period? Uh, I'm one of the lucky ones. My uh, my parents have a gym, um, so I'd go over to their house, use their gym, and then my brother trains as well, so I train with him. Very so yeah, I was, I was definitely one of the lucky like... ones. And he's my uh, he's my younger brother as well, so any chance to swing at me, he's going to take it. So <laughs> that's probably the hardest firing I've had in a while. Well, that's it, isn't it? The brothers are always like that, and they'll go for a hell for yeah. there for a few rounds. Um, so if you will, you have much weight to cut now in a couple of weeks. That last week, um, not uh, not too much. I'm, I'm pretty on top of it. Um, like I'll be I'll be over one sixty in the cage. Mm. Like it varies how much over. Probably like one sixty three, something like what, that. Um, what do you normally walk around at when, like, in between fights and that? Uh, between one sixty five and one seventy. Um, like pretty lean as well. Like, I, mm. you'll never see me out of shape just because I do. I literally train all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I can get down easy enough. It doesn't. It doesn't kill me. Do you um, like, obviously, like with weight cuts, it's different for for each person, and it? Do you find the weight cut hard, or is it? You know, relatively easy like that final week I to be honest I borderline enjoy it it's it's one of those things sadist yeah in a weird way it's like it's just suffering it just puts you in like I'm in a I'm in a combat state of mind anyway yeah um, like for the last probably two months I've been in the mood for a fight but then that week when you're hungry and you're thirsty and then like when you see other people eating and drinking and they're kind of they have no idea what you're going through it puts you in that mindset where you're so focused. But yeah, I do. I borderline enjoy it. But the weight, the weight comes off, all right? Um, people who have a bit more muscle mass, muscle holds water, so it comes out a lot easier than, yeah. like, say, you know, like um, a long, skinny body type. So, yeah, it comes off pretty quick. So, do you know, um, you, are you familiar with your opponent, like, really? Or, yeah, you know, I, about him? I know, I know quite a bit about him. Um, he fought um, he fought Aiden James at Armadale. Yeah. Uh, Aiden's a friend of mine. He trains uh, he trains in Chris Reese Academy. So I knew all of him from that when Aiden beat him. And then um, when he went pro, when I went pro, I, I'm I'm one of those guys who watches all MMA events. So I, well, I was going to say games. actually because um, obviously you're on the Danny Batten show this week, and um, I text you Sunday morning and said, "Oh, we're going to talk about the Bellator fights as well." And kind of sent you the list, and you were like, "Oh yeah, I've seen them already." Yeah, yeah. Seen that? Well, there you go. I seen the ones on Friday night, Saturday night, and then obviously the USC today as well. I, I watch more, um, but like I, my my brother hates watching fights with me because like he wants to see a dust up, and I pretty much always watch them with him. But yeah. I'm watching them like from an analysis point of view. Yeah, yeah. So like for example, if someone ends up oh, first position that comes off, mate, I seen them. Oh, I forget the guy's name. Uh, Someone was shooting a. Oh, it's Herman. Uh, he was shooting a head inside single, and then I think it was Rodriguez started landing those elbows that Travis Brown got famous for. So mm. I'll watch that and I'll pick that, and then the next time I see a different move from head inside, I'll be picking up that. So I, yeah, I'm watching it with the intention of learning. Yeah, and I think the thing is, you're always gonna 
there's so there's so much MMA on like TV and streaming services this these days. I think almost you're missing a trick. I think if you're not watching as much as you can in between, you know, with the things you've got to do, because you can learn. You know, there's so many different guys to learn from, and I think in 2020. It's not just about learning, like going to train in a different gym or you know with different fighters. I think you can learn from watching, pe- you know, guys fight on TV or whatever as well. Well, um, Wayne Wayne Sandwich runs up the Jiu Jitsu with the Mat Academy, mm. and he's literally stopped planning classes, and he just lets me ask what I'm going to ask because he knows I'm going to have something. Like, well, I'll say I don't know, uh, three or four of the days he'll have a plan of what we're going to do. And then if there's another, say, three or four sessions, which is primarily run, not run by the students, but, like, the students will say where they're struggling or want to work on. Yeah. He literally says to anyone, he's like, if you've got anything, speak up quickly because Ben is going to have a list of, list of things. <laughs> I always do. But you're right, though. I think if you don't have that and, you don't, and you're not thinking about it, somebody else is. Yeah. And yeah, got that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. At the end of the day, like, I think, the end, like, anyone in your position, fighters, of any level from you know from starting out now or to already at the top is the second you kind of stop wanting to be better or stop wanting to learn the guys behind you will soon take over you like yeah obviously you know you're coming up now but but when you get to or even if you know if you ever get to a point where you kind of feel like you've made it or whatever the guys coming up underneath you will soon soon uh, dispute that, should we say. Yeah, that's it. I think it's Pat 22 as well. Like, um, when I think of someone like Tyrone Woodley, it's like he's almost got to a point in his career where he's gone from analysing his possible attacks and he thinks about it in reverse to the mm. point where you hardly see him throw now. Yeah. Like the he's, more worried, he's more worried about what his opponent's doing than what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, that's think, it. Oh, there's probably, you know, there is a thin line in there between the two. But ultimately... There's, uh, there's so much MMA around, you can learn a lot. Um, so I'm going to ask you about some of the Cage Warriors fights in a minute. But uh, before we get on to that, I want to ask you, if I said to you, like you've just said, you watch a shed load of uh, MMA, or you watch everything which is on. If I said to you, like, show me your favourite fight of all time now, so we can watch it, what would you show me? Do you say fight or fighter? Fight. Um... I think it would be Henry Cejudo versus DJ. Okay. Just because I think to date that's the highest level of skill we've seen from. It was incredible, mate. Yeah, from both participants at the same time. Um, Do you know? Sorry to interrupt you. Do you you know what impressed me about that so much was um, not just the skill level on show, but it was the speed, mate. I know they had like you know the weight they're they're quick and they but like. It was the speed of thought and the speed yeah. of uh, executing the skill, and like you say, it was about as good as we've ever seen. Yeah, one, one it place, was like at once. I can't think of. I mean, obviously, like there's like there's some close ones, like uh, John Jones DC comes to mind. Um, but yeah, I don't think anything rivals that just yet. Just because, as well, it wasn't the case of there was a one person putting on a display. It was both of them going back and forth. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I I think it's going to be a little while before we see something top that. You mentioned Jones and DC. Obviously, we've just seen DC retire recently. Um, are you in the camp of being disappointed that we never got to see a third fight between them, or are you in the camp of 
John Jones would have beaten him again. I'm quite happy that we didn't see it. Yeah, the the second one. I think um, after Jones, too, I think DC hit a pretty obvious decline. Yeah. When um, so who did he fight after Jones too? It was Stipe uh, um, uh, twice. Yeah, it was Ozdemir. Yeah. In between. I think did it was Ozdemir. In between. I don't know. It might have been Ozdemir. Anyway, anyway, whoever it was, it seemed as if the bad habit he has, like he reaches a lot, mm. like with both hands. And obviously, the side that he dips to the right, because Jones called the head kick, it seems like rather than becoming less pronounced, they became more pronounced. Um, and yeah, I thought there was such a such an obvious decline. Yeah. Because um, even when he beat Stipe the first time, I thought Stipe was doing really well in that fight. Yeah, I thought Stipe was winning, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, but, for sure. Uh... So did I. Like Dominic Cruz was saying about um, he felt like DC was giving Stipe the underhook so he could come back around. And like I know that sequence is what led to him knocking him out, but it's like yeah, but it also got you put on your ass twice. Yeah, even yeah, if you did pop straight back up. Um, so yeah, I'm happy. I think I think Jones would have had him. Yeah, I do too. Um, yeah. Is Jones the goat in your opinion? Um, no, because of the steroid stuff. I think. Yeah. That's so just... I had an interesting conversation with. Another Welsh fighter, but I don't think it was on air, so I'm not going to name him. Just because, yeah, um, basically, he said because it was kind of proven or it was implied by mm. Usada or Dana White, etc., that it that it, you know it was a mistake. He still classes him as a as the goat, but like I don't know. There's there's no there's been so much. Uh, out of the cage stuff with him, I think that's why people find it difficult to say a definitive yes. Like for me, if you just look at it from a purely skill technical point of view, he is. Yeah, I tell you what, though, gonna look, be like an asterisk. The one, the one problem I have with that is like the blatant weakness he has with his boxing. Yeah, um, I think for me. But then again, the flip side is that he's beaten everyone. He literally cleared out light heavyweight cleaner than anyone could ever do it. So that nullifies it quite a bit. But I look at um, I look at DJ uh, Cejudo, um, and I'm like, these guys are so well rounded. I'm struggling to put Jones above them mm-hmm. because yeah, of that depth common, of boxing. But then the yeah, flip side of this is one of the boys said it. It was like, uh, have, you seen, have you seen Game of Thrones with the uh, with the trial by combat? I have not seen one second of the Game of Thrones ever. So basically the concept is if you get accused of something, you can have a trial. But you yeah. could also have a trial by combat where you pick a champion and someone fights for you. Right. And if the guy wins, you've proven innocent. And it was like, if you were accused of something and you could pick a champion to fight for you against anyone, who would you pick? And I'm like, I would pick John Jones. Yeah. So well, that, yeah, kind of, that kind of negates my own argument, you know? Yeah, it's interesting that, isn't it? Mm. But um, what about like uh, some of the classic fighters from back in the early days of UFC? Is there anyone kind of you look back on and not necessarily because I think from a technique point of view, the guys, even the the lower end fighters in the rankings and outside the rankings these days would destroy some of those fighters who were in the first few UFC events. Yeah. From a technical point of view. But was there anyone who kind of used to... What like or you've watched back or you enjoy watching? Um, recently it's been Fedor. 
um, yeah, like the combination like of clubs, throws, body locks. Oh, here we go. So, yeah, that was, I think that was probably like two, three weeks ago. I went on a little Fedor study just because I feel like his level of grappling is, it, it would stand Super to this day. Yeah, it really was excellent. But when I when I was watching him, I, I literally fast-forwarded it to those exchanges. Yeah. I didn't want to see the bits in between because, like you say, the skill level is, has moved on quite a bit. And then when I when I think about going back and watching certain old-school fights, that's the problem I have. It's like, well, the skills level has moved on now because mm-hmm. I feel like I probably can't learn as much from that as all I can from watching something modern day. I tend to stick to the modern day stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. Like, to be honest with you, <clears throat> I watched a lot of those old, earlier ones when I was like a teenager, when they were out on, I used to watch them on video with my mate. And yeah. It was like the only person, he introduced me to UFC, like, and he was the only person I know who was watching it back then. And he was like into martial arts and stuff himself. And um, yeah, like I think me, the only reason I'm a bit more familiar with it now because my memory wouldn't remember back then is me and Danny, where we had like a break in shows, we started reviewing them from the first one onwards. Oh, okay, like, yeah, that's a good Watching idea. like those first couple, it was like, oh, God. oh nuts, isn't it? Yeah, just crazy. My groin shots, headbutts, it was like, wow, they wouldn't have been able to keep it like this forever. They had to. They had yeah, to clean yeah. it up a bit for, to go mainstream, you know, yeah. and get the attention and the the name brands and for the sport as the, the that's you know this this got now. Um, yeah. You mentioned Fedor. Uh, been rumored that Brock Lesnar is going to have a fight now that he's uh, out of his WWE contract for now, um, and his rumored opponents would either be Fedor in Bellator or um, John Jones in the UFC. Oh, I would, you, I, would I, you like to see either of those? John Jones would smash him, so I wouldn't mind seeing that. I said um, this the other day. John Jones yeah, would absolutely yeah. annihilate him. Uh, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be close. Like, like I, I struggle with Brock because of that whole fiasco. You know when um, when DC won the title and got in the cage. Yeah. Like it's from a from a money making business point of view, it's really clever marketing. And it's, but it's like, mate, this isn't this isn't the WWE. Don't. Don't come in here trying to act like it's a, like it's a reality TV show because it's not. But do you not I'm... think that that was planned? Yeah, I did. The two of them. Yeah, I thought it was. Because um, DC is, um, I love DC. I I think he's the best one of the, him and Bispin and or him and Dan Hardy are my favourite analysts actually. But um, DC, uh, he's a massive wrestling fan, like, and he goes mm. to the, all the events all the time, and he's really good friends with Brock. Yeah, and I just as soon as Brock they said, "Oh, Brock Lesnar's coming in the cage," or he called him in, or whatever. I was like, "Something will happen now." I said to my yeah. wife, like, "Something, something will happen now." Whether they have like a little shove and exchange, or they'll be like a big, they'll go nose to nose. Someone else do something, and then they'll be broken up by like you know twenty yeah. people or whatever. That's it. Because yeah. even if um even if they were never going to fight, which obviously they didn't. He would, Brock would generate a lot of viewers. You might not know who DC is anyway. So the next time he yeah. fights, as it was Steve Bay too, maybe that generates a lot more views. But yeah, I, I struggled with the whole thing. Um, yeah, I can see that. I can yeah, see why Brock comes he in is. and out of the sport. It's like, mate, just just stay away. And, Make up your mind. Yeah, and Fedor's Fedor's long past it. I know he's still yeah. fighting. I think um, the problem for me with Brock is. Or there's like two sides to it for me. Um, 
I'm not really interested in seeing him fight three to five rounds, just trying to take someone to the ground and then lay on top of them. Now, that's not to negate that 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 type of fight or that type of skill from a fighter, but but at, near, at 40 years old or whatever he is, like Brock Lesnar is just literally going to try and do that for three rounds because yeah, he's never been the strongest striker. So that, you know, his, his skills haven't got any better. No. From when he was, you know, younger and faster, and you know, he's a he's a he's a freak, mate. Do you know, like yeah. for someone his size to be able to move as quick as he can and stuff, but like that hasn't got quicker as he's no, got that hasn't. And like I say, we've we've seen him get smashed now, like what well, Kane smashed him over and smashed yeah. him. I'm a little bit like we all know. But on, yeah, oh, sorry to interrupt you again. Okay. On, the, on the other side is he sells more pay per views than anybody outside of. McGregor and John Jones. Yeah. So, from a UFC point of view, every time he, he only ever signs like a year contract with uh, WWE because he knows that when that year's up, he plays them both against each other, sees who pays him the most money, and then goes back. And he does it every year. Yeah. Um, as a businessman, you can't fault him. But no, I, it's clear. I see why wrestling fans and MMA fans get a bit fed up with him. Yeah. I just feel like we've seen what we needed to see now. Like, you know, if someone like, if he fights someone like a Randy Couture, who was really reliant on a clinch style wrestling approach, his natural or unnatural, whatever you want to say about him, his physical gifts, like, it'll negate the skill level. But anybody who can move and strike a little bit, they're going to smash him. Well, an example of that, I suppose, would be John, with John Jones. Now, the last couple of fights Jones has had, I've thought he's not looked as impressive as he had previously. But mm-hmm. he still won. Still won pretty comfortably. In both cases, I think one fight was quite close. Yeah, um, I guess, yeah, I thought he won them both. But I think they were... Which one was it? One of the... The last uh, one, Reyes. Or was it the one before? Reyes, yeah. Yeah, Reyes. I thought that was close, but I thought he won. Yeah, 3-2, um, that's what I had it as well. But... If you put him in there against Lesnar, like the build-up would be awesome, the promo work would be awesome, the video montages they put together would be awesome, the everything would be awesome about it. Mm. But the minute that fight started, John Jones is just going to chop his legs away, stay out of range, and school him. And yeah. I just, I don't know if I want to see that from no. start, like as much as a spectacle as the build-up will be. Like, there's other fights I'd rather... Like, there's other super fights I'd rather see. I'd rather see... And this says... I'd rather see McGregor Khabib 2 than I would Lesnar versus John Jones. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Here's a question for you. I just Two, oh, go on. On the fly. Who would have more chance of winning? Lesnar beating John Jones or McGregor beating Khabib? Uh, McGregor beating Khabib. But I'm not a McGregor fan, I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I kind of, I thought that from the conversation we were just having before we started. So I wanted to see why, which way you thought those two fights. Yeah, like go. I think, I think uh, Lesnar beating Jones is probably a 98, 98 to two in Jones's favor, whereas McGregor Habib's probably eighty twenty in Habib's favor. Yeah, for sure. I, I would not, uh, I would not disagree. Um, okay, mate. All right, I appreciate you joining me. It's been a good chat, and uh, I could chat to you for a long time. Luckily, we're going to go and record the Danny Barton show now, so yeah, it's going to be uh, good stuff. Um, ben Ellis versus Kingsley Crawford. 
Cage Warriors 115, 9 p uh, no, 7.30 p.m. on UFC Fight Pass. And it's the Friday, September the 25th, isn't it? You're on this yeah, Friday. Yeah, that's Friday, yeah. Awesome. Uh, tell the people where they can find you on uh, social media and stuff. Uh, so Instagram is at Ben Ellis MMA. And I think Twitter is the same. Uh, Facebook's just Ben Ellis. Top man. Ben, it's been a pleasure, mate. Uh, yeah, guys, you, subscribe. YouTube.com slash Ace Podcast Nation. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook alike. And uh, we'll have more exclusive MMA content as well as podcasts on all sorts of subjects coming at you very soon. In the meantime, we'll see you next time. Podcast Network.